challenging paradigm X. Is it necessary to connect the worlds of spirituality and business? Is spirituality all about religion or consciousness? And what role does purpose play in all of this? My guest today is Kat Kugler. She is an independent business strategist, entrepreneur and podcast host who has worked for many years in the corporate world and has changed her path to become an entrepreneur with a strong spiritual foundation. In 2020, she has founded Human Plus, a global platform to support game-changing entrepreneurs and leaders in their purpose journey to maximize their impact on the world and humanity. She is also the host of the InSync podcast, exploring various tools and ideas rooted in spirituality and science to create better ways to work and live. So if you're interested in the topic of spirituality and business, stay tuned. Hi, I'm here today with Kat Kugler. Kat, it's great to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Thanks for having me. I'm very, very happy and pleased to be here and speaking with you today. Thank you. Who am I and uh, what do I do? I love that you asked that question. Uh, I thought about it before. I like to ask that question as well because I, I think there's really two ways that you can answer that on a professional level and you know putting some labels on me that people can put in a box and then more of my true essence. So I will share both because people connect with different things. On a professional boxy speaking level, I am a, a strategy consultant and entrepreneur. I used to work for Deloitte in my corporate past before I joined, uh, um, before I turned entrepreneur. And so I do some freelance consulting still. And uh, the other part, and that is really what fulfills me, is um, my two startup projects, whatever you want to call, call it, which is Human Plus, a platform for all things conscious entrepreneurship and leadership. And my podcast, the InSync podcast, where we focus on connecting spirituality with business. So that's my professional label set of self. But then really, who am I? First of all, I think also that's a question that we all ask ourselves that I don't, I'm not sure we'll ever have an answer to, except, you know, we are all consciousness. But what makes me, me in this lifetime, um, I, I think I'm a very introverted person, but I like to connect deeply. I like to have very deep, meaningful conversations. I'm, I really suck at small talk. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm not somebody who goes to parties and like has small talks with like, 20 people or so. I'm not interested in that. That actually takes a lot of my energy. So I prefer to have a smaller circle of people that I'm very close to. I, I like my top values are freedom and independence. And I think that's, uh, you can really see this in all aspects of my life. Like I need to know that I'm free and then I will be close to people and to things and to situations. What else? Right now I live in, um, in Algarve in Portugal, right by the beach where I have, it's idyllic here. I meditate a lot. I meditate for about two hours a day. Um, so again, like I'm very inward. And then, but when I do, when I do go out, like then I, I bring a lot of energy and I love to do things. I am very active as well. I'm, I'm a runner. Yeah. Love. I'm many things for many people, I guess. It's interesting, like this, this topic of spirituality and business, I find. 
also because people always used to ask me that uh, how do I connect these two worlds and for me it was uh, actually there was no not necessarily a gap between those two worlds uh, but I'd, I'd be quite interested in your perspective of how 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 is it possible to connect spirituality with business or what's 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 uh, the sweet spot or where's the connections from your yeah. perspective I think right now in the world, it's not very connected at all. Like there's, there's a lot of unconsciousness everywhere in the world, but particularly in the business world. And uh, also the concept of work-life balance really underpins that because that basically says that you have, a, you have work and then you have a life. So both of them are very separate. So you can be a spirit, you can, you can do all of your spiritual stuff in, in your life, but you cannot really do it at work. And uh, there's a separation of, of who you are in those different environments. So it is right now, it is not very connected. Of course, there's always people, um, like a lot of, a lot of people are in, in the, into the world of spirituality and personal growth, but, um, it's not, they can't really bring that authentically into the work environment, which is exactly where I see such a big gap to be bridged. And that's what I'm hoping to, to close or to at least narrow a little bit with the work that I do by, as I said, with Human Plus as a platform, an ecosystem for conscious entrepreneurs and leaders and help them to remember who they are and help them find back to their purpose so they can be more authentic at work, therefore closing the gap. Because as a leader is more authentic, that allows your people to be more authentic. And similarly to with my podcast, where I, where I talk a lot about how people have done these things, have used spirituality to build massive success in the real world or share tools and techniques that can help people to, you know, work better, be more productive, be more peaceful, all of this. So to answer your question right now, it's not connected. And that's exactly what I'm trying to change. Okay, great. Maybe to clarify, I didn't mean it's that there is a lot of spirituality in business. But what I meant was for me, there is, we're talking about life. So spirituality is part of life and business is part of life. Mm -hmm. So of course, there's this gap that you say, but uh, people said, how can you do spiritual work and do consulting? Oh. This is, it's, it's an opposite. Yes, in, it is true. We need corporate social responsibility. I always say that we need corporate social responsibility. I mean, it implies that uh, corporations are antisocial. And uh, this is also how I perceive how our economic system works. So, of course, here there is a major gap. But it, I was always stunned when people found it surprising that I'm doing spiritual work and I'm doing consulting. I said, yeah, I mean, this is, this is just in your head that you either do consulting or spiritual work. So from this perspective, I actually see it exactly the way you do. And I think in over the last 10 years, a lot of it has changed. Uh, there's a lot of awareness now for uh, different aspects of things that are connected to the, the, the inner self, the higher self, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And I think also through the pandemic, a lot of people started to realize that there, there is something else also important other than just business. And, other than uh, just functioning. And just functioning, exactly. So, mm -hmm. so just to clarify that we're yeah. actually on the same page, I wonder maybe could you give us a definition or your perception of what spirituality is? Because I think it's a word that many people mm -hmm. use in very different ways so we know like how you would define it for yourself yeah i think even a lot of people are being very taken aback by the world of spirituality because they are associated with i don't know religion some 
yeah, I don't know the word, but like a clan or so, you know, for me, spirituality is simply a way, a way of living. It in includes tools and techniques that let you experience higher levels of consciousness. So for example, one tool could be meditation. I'm a very big meditation fan that gets you onto a different level of consciousness uh, that literally raises your or changes the frequency in your brain and your vibration or breath work does, has the same effect or yoga, anything that gets you into, into an altered state of consciousness and that transcends you from purely just smelling uh, seeing and uh, there are five senses, I'm not going to call them out now, but anything that lets you perceive more of the world that is not visible just by with your eyes. And there's so much around you. Um, we, are, we are just energy. We are energy in our heaviest, densest form. And, uh, and you know, people think, oh, there's only, oh, I see my hand. Okay, so then my hand must be real. So I don't see anything else, but it doesn't mean that there is not, nothing around us. There's infinite possibilities, inf infinite uh, information available in the quantum field that is everywhere. And spirituality, in my view, is just a tool to be able to access that. You could call it also consciousness work. Okay. So for me, it, ha it doesn't have anything to do with religion. In fact, I come from a very anti-religious uh, background. Um, so I don't, I have nothing to do. You know, I, I'm not planning. I was never planning on getting any, anywhere there anyway. So um, for me, it has nothing to do with religion. And please tell us, uh, why do you do what you do now? Well, there's, uh, there's no short answer to that. Um, we have time. <laughs> okay, so essentially, I said it in my intro already, I, um, I used to be a management consultant. I was very conditioned when I grew up to follow a certain path. So my, pa my parents were both in the corporate world. You know, we, we always had enough money, but also not like crazy wealth. Um, so it was always that, okay, you get a good education. We want you to have a good education, which is very important to them. And then you go study, sorry, and then you find a job in the corporate world. And, uh, and then, you know, and then you have your box. And then that's it. And that is where life ends. And then maybe you want to have children. Maybe you want to get married. And, and that's, that's what my definition of success looked like. I didn't know anything else. So that's the path that I went on to. And um, I, I followed it all very, very nicely, I would say. Um, although even in my, in my uh, teenage years, there were always like, I was a bit of a rebel um, because I always felt like, oh, okay, something doesn't really fit here. And um, I, but I did it anyway. And then just before I got into, before I landed my first um, job, I had this calling to start meditation. And as I said, like my parents, they are not in this world at all. This is not how I grew up. So it was fairly random almost to uh, start meditation. And there's always, as the universe works, you know, you get an opportunity, but it's up to you to take it. So there was somebody in my friend's circle who said, I'm going to start a transcendental meditation. And uh, why don't you come along? And it was a course that cost 500 pounds. I was in London at, th at that point, And I didn't have the money for it as well. My mom, my, my mom then uh, said, okay, I'm going to pay for it, not knowing what she was doing. And it was the best thing that she could have done because it was 500 pounds. It was a lot of money for me back then. And it, it was enough money for me also to stick through. So I didn't want to just do it and then leave it, you know, so I was very committed from the first minute on. And transcendental meditation is a technique that you, a mantra based technique that you do in the morning, 20 minutes and in the evening, 20 minutes. And little did I know what it would do to my consciousness. In the beginning, it was just um, helping me focus, uh, staying more focused, having more energy, you know, all of these benefits that they try to sell you on the website that gets people hooked up and, and try it out. But I, I very quickly started feeling a sense of relief that I found almost 
found home, like something felt very homey to me, something felt really right to me. And uh, I was always like questioning a lot of things, you know, values, purpose, blah, blah, blah. Everyone around me always felt like, what's happening with this girl? You know, why is she thinking about this? And basically, I, I think I started my, this is when really my consciousness, the way I describe it always is I sat in a house, it was dark, it was light because there's lights in it, but all the windows were closed. And the minute that I started meditation, there's one window going up, like after the other, and later on doors open, and then I went, walked outside. That's how it felt to me. And I still, I stayed in that uh, consulting environment for almost five years. And I was really good at my job as well. But I was very removed from it in a way. I was doing the work. I was getting promoted. I was climbing, you know, the corporate ladder as everyone else. But I always thought there's so much unhappiness. There's so much suffering going on here. And why are these people so ego-driven? And why are they so toxic? And uh, why are they, you know, why do they create all of this drama and stuff? But then I also didn't know what was happening as well. It was just my meditation bubble, you know. And I... And then a few years later, uh, somebody put the power of now on my on my desk at an investment bank in, in London, in the middle of London. This really doesn't happen like very often. And I read this book. It was a colleague of mine who put it there and said, I think you need to, to read this book. And uh, everything that Eckhart Tolle said in that book, I was like, finally, life makes sense. Finally, there's somebody here, you know, who gets it. And uh, And then I realized, okay. Uh, there's, there seems to be a world out there. So I started really seeking, uh, going on my spiritual journey and reading tons of books and understanding that there's a whole world out there. So I think that was another mini awakening um, or big awakening, actually. And uh, that eventually also gave me the courage to resign from from Deloitte because I felt like there's something, there's something, this environment, I, I don't like the way people speak. And then this cannot be it, basically. This cannot be it. This cannot be life. There needs to be something more. And I cannot have big enough impact here. So I resigned. And uh, But then what happened, I basically went from one trap just in another trap. And mind you, the universe really does not give me a break. Like everything happens for me like very, very quickly. You know, other people, they maybe get a few weeks break. Like for me, like right, one thing after the other. And I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to be an entrepreneur and then that's going to solve all of my problems. And uh, that's what I did. I started a co-founded a company in Singapore, which was an e-commerce uh, company. And I very quickly realized, and this is when my intuition started very, very clearly communicating to me and my guides. And I had, I already knew where this was going. And I already knew this was not in alignment with my purpose. And I had all of these answers already within me, but there was something that was preventing me from actually living it. I thought, like you said earlier, like, how can you be a spiritual person and how can you do consulting? So this is how I saw myself. I can be spiritual, but I cannot do this, this uh, work if I really want to be, yeah, if, I'm, if I really am a spiritual person. Like, this is so much in conflict. Later on, I realized this is all um, just in my head. But anyway, I had this perception in my mind, oh, okay, my spiritual side needs to stay my spiritual side and then my business side needs to be my business side. But I got very, very clear insights that that is not what it's supposed to be. And uh, I wrote down in my journal at some point, I need to be stopped. I need to be stopped from pursuing the wrong things. Shortly after the company went down and shortly after the corona pandemic hit. So, you know, words are powerful. And uh, <laughs> I was like, damn it, I wrote this down. This is what I called in. This is the experience that I called in. And I eventually, this when, when that happened, is really 
I say this now a little bit removed because it's it's been some time and it, I needed to do a lot of work also to release that. But it was uh, very harsh to face the fact that I had known all of these things inside, yet I wasn't acting in alignment with what I knew to be true and what I knew was my purpose. But then finally, I took the guts to to do it because the feeling now is so strong. Um, I just know that if I don't if I don't bring this world this work into the world according to my abilities in this lifetime, I will be in trouble on the other side. You know, I'll come back and have to do it all over again. So I'm, yeah, that's when I really started like creating my companies, Human Plus and InSync and, uh, uh, and creating from the heart instead of with my mind. So what I would be really interested in is why do you think that you ignored what you actually knew intuitively? That it was not the right thing or it would go south, whatever this actually was, but how did it happen that hmm. a lot of uh, self-doubt a lot of fears and simply thinking that it wouldn't be possible because the world operates as we know more unconsciously than it's than it is con uh, conscious and i just simply didn't think that i that my contribution could make a difference why did i think that you're not good enough all of this, all of this, these crazy limiting beliefs that I carry from my childhood, things need to be a certain way. This is on this only one path to success. I hadn't seen examples of people who have done it um, because I was so in my little path that anything, every time I had a thought of, oh, I need to do this, you know, my mind came in saying, nah, you're not good enough. Nah, no one's going to listen to you. Nah, this is not worthwhile. So yeah, that, that is why. And uh, this is why it took me such a, such a long time. Well, actually not such, not such a long, long time, but I feel like it was a long time, you know? And you talked about uh, your purpose before this, is it something you like to share what you feel like your purpose is? Yes, absolutely. I think purpose always, uh, changes over you know your evolution and as you progress more in life my general purpose has to do with raising consciousness in people right now specifically in in the business world and like getting people to remember who they truly are and getting people to remember their personal purpose especially in the business world we hear a lot of purpose talk but that's usually co a company purpose or oh, we need to be sustainable blah 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 what people forget is uh, purpose is actually uh, threefold it's the present purpose, your personal purpose, and the company purpose. Ideally, those three things work in perfect harmony together because that is when life feels really easy and and and, and, and joyful. Uh, if they are misaligned, it it doesn't. But this is what I this is where I see my work right now, helping people remember who they are and raising their consciousness. And I imagine over the course of you know, my life that might take many different forms. Right now it's manifesting through my projects, Human Plus and InSync, but I am really open to receive and to let the universe now guide me because when I do it with my mind, it's not happening clearly. So just to clarify for the people who, who are not so deep into the topic of purpose, would you like to explain the differences between, in short only, between present mm -hmm. purpose personal purpose and company purpose yeah of course the personal purpose is essentially what your soul is has come come here in its current incarnation form to help in in the world and every soul has a purpose you 
a lot of people are a little bit intimidated when they hear purpose because they think, oh my God, I need to be the uh, next Elon Musk or so, um, you know, send people to Mars. Um, but I don't feel like I'm, that's, that's me. Your purpose could be as simple as spreading joy in your family or your, your friends or at work. It could be that simple. But everyone knows what their purpose is if they start to tune in and if they start to listen. Just need to sit down, uh, get into your state and listen to what comes through, um, what feels natural to you, what you're passionate about and what at the same time serves solves a problem in the world. And again, this could be as small as I'm just a happy person and I'm spreading joy, right? Your present purpose is what are you doing in this very moment that is in alignment with your personal purpose? So for example, why am I on this interview with you? Why am I sharing all of this? Because hopefully it will inspire somebody um, to go and seek their own personal purpose, right? Which is in alignment with my purpose. So if I always ask myself, like, what is the purpose or the intention behind speaking with somebody? If I don't know what it is, then it's, it's, it's just a waste of time because it's an it's a activity of the ego, but it's not actually in alignment with, with me. And the company purpose is then what you, what you create um, based on what you know about your present and on your personal purpose. And not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and not everyone should be an entrepreneur either. So you don't have to now think, oh, fuck, I need to do, uh, you know, I need to create this company that solves this and that issue. No, it could also be you could either contribute to a company that does something that feels in alignment with you. But also, um, for example, when I worked at Deloitte, Deloitte, I don't even know what their company purpose is. And I also don't care. I never cared. But I knew why I was there because I wanted to acquire some skills and some competencies and some credibility and all of that. So even in hindsight now, even though I didn't um, associate with the company purpose, it still served as a way for me to develop what I wanted to develop at that per at that current point. So you could also just join a company because you like the team or because you um, acquire some skills. And that is how I see that wheel of personal, present and company purpose. And when they are perfectly aligned, that is when opportunities um, come up naturally. That's when, you know, you get excited when you don't feel drained by your work. And that's when you just feel very content with everything that you do. So I'd be really interested to know, because you talked about um, awakening moments, epiphanies, like what is there one or more specific moments that you would say were really turning points in your life? Mm -hmm. Or was it more like a steady development in your life? I think there were moments that were significant, but generally it was more of a transition for me so there's also two ways of having an awakening either there is an event happening that really shakes you to your core and uh, you wake up and you just see the world with different eyes um, that happens to a lot of people there's even a, a word for those two scenarios which I, I can't remember on top of my head now but the second one and i think this is the one that happened to me is it's more of a slow transition and i'm still in that awakening process like like most most people um, that are going to the journey. It's a never ending process anyway. There's always new insights. But of course, there have been moments where I, I, I just knew now I, need to, now I need to make a change. For example, when I was in the oh, first example actually is meditation. When I was called into meditation, I just knew in my heart, this is something I need to do. End of story. Didn't make sense. Just need to do it. Very strong. And that led me to my first uh, bigger awakening. Then 
there was a moment in my uh, corporate career where I had a confrontation with somebody and they said something that I perceived as disrespectful and I just did not want to, I just didn't want to associate with this. And, uh, you know, a lot of people then be like, oh, they just complain about, uh, you know, the situation. In that moment, I knew this is my sign to get out. And so I resigned on the spot. I said, uh, I need to uh, call you back. And I, I resigned in that moment. So then again, like this is just a moment. There was one funny moment, actually, the other day I reflected on this. When I was in Singapore, I, I was still so, con I was very deep in my spiritual journey and I read uh, tons of books um, during that time as well. And I had this moment of my mind that said to me, um, you should stop reading so many spiritual books and you should read something business related. And in that moment, I think my higher self spoke to me and said, no, 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 no. Like, do not get on that track of you need to re read business books. You should continue on your path. I remember this so clearly. This was my uh, intuition, my guide speaking to me in such a clear voice. And uh, I didn't immediately act on it, but I remember it now as vividly as it was yesterday. And this was another moment where I, I think another initiation took place there here. No, no, no. Stop running after what you should do. Stop, uh, start doing what you're supposed to do. And then, of course, when the pandemic hit, um, which was a self, uh, self-fulfilling proficiency, um, it could have happened in any other way. I wrote down, I need to be stopped. So again, this was a moment of now you do it now or you do it never. So for me, more like of a ongoing transformation with like certain pressure points, I would say, that make me act. So you talked about your projects, Human Plus and your podcast. Uh, please give us some more insights into what you're doing now with your projects and yeah. what their purpose is potentially. Yeah. So with Human Plus, I am creating um, an ecosystem, a platform for all things conscious entrepreneurship and leadership. So how how it started is um, I wanted to put all of my knowledge about, you know, uh, different altered states of consciousness and um, how you can, you know, how you can create these, these altered states of consciousness in order to find back to your true self and a, a few tools in order to identify your purpose, values, all of these things. And I put them into leadership programs that I do with leaders, with uh, small groups of, of, of leaders um, and put them through an experience. This was the initial idea to just put that in a format so people can consume it online and also offline in person. What happened then is that there's sort of a community building around it and, and you, you know it because you're in it. Uh, initially, the idea was to only set that up to for people to exchange knowledge and ideas and stuff for people who go through the programs and I invited in a few um, of my of my friends that could uh, give some input. But now what I realized, people actually are seeking that connection with like-minded people and people want to grow together. So now that we have a community evolving around this as well, the beautiful thing is there's so many um, amazing people in this community who have also created, you know, their own programs, um, their own methodologies. And we are now working on ways to co-create together. So I'm really, I really want to explore the concept of co creation with people together because in the old world it's really all about uh, competition if i have this program you cannot have it whereas i'm challenging that paradigm really and say okay we can all win so if you have something awesome to share and i have the reach um like let's do something together or like let's create a leadership journey together that encompasses elements of your course and then maybe of yours and then blah 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 and uh, everyone can win from this and it's a bit scary because you know it's not that this has been done uh, like a million times before so you're like oh man i need to think about what's the business model for a model like this you know 
who earns from, from what sort of thing. But it is absolutely possible. Beneficial partnerships, mutually beneficial partnerships and uh, constantly pushing myself away from this comp competition thinking because of, of course it's ingrained in my mind. And uh, it's beautiful though to see now that we, we are onboarding a number of co-creators in the next couple of weeks have already started now and everyone's bringing in their own secret sauce and uh, the network and it's uh, it's growing um, organically. So let's see what it evolves into. But eventually oh, it is a, a, an ecosystem for for all, all of those things. And um, and with InSync podcast, yeah, similarly here, um, I have set an intention. I'm, um, I'm really a fan of setting intentions and letting life fill in the details because I find my mind's very restricted, you know. Um, my mind always tries to figure things out and my mind always thinks it knows everything and knows the best possible outcome for me, but it really doesn't. So um, what I now do is I share intentions and I say, listen, I want to raise awareness for topics like spirituality and consciousness in the business world, what is the best way for me to do this? And um, I have been lucky enough to have received amazing interview requests from people who, you know, have built uh, billion dollar companies who are using tools like manifestation, visualization, like, you know, I eat my peanut butter toast in the morning, like the most normal thing. And uh, and so that's kind of evolving into a platform where I'm sharing those stories, but also that gives people concrete ideas and tools to do this and kind of remove that stigma from this does not belong in the work world because that's exactly where it belongs. Okay, great. Yeah. So yeah, let's see where all of this is uh, going to go. I don't know. I'm really interested in, I mean, you've experienced uh, the business world, the corporate world, and you're on your spiritual path for quite some time now and yeah. have, have deep insight uh, from this world. I'm really interested in what paradigms you think need to be challenged in our world today for a better future. The paradigm of consciousness or unconsciousness, that is what needs to be, that needs to be challenged. So I, I think uh, change in everything, positive change only ever starts with the individual, right? And if you operate from a confined level of consciousness and that me, me, me uh, thinking, which is hap which happens on lower levels of consciousness, you never even get to experience things like purpose. You never even get to think about how can I use technology for the better? What changes need to be solved in the world, really? So there's many people who come into this world who already have that level of consciousness. And they, these are the ones who build, you know, the future for us, uh, the future of technology, the future of whatnot. And they are challenging all of those paradigms. And that's amazing. But there is a big population still that is in this lifetime who have really untapped potential. And they would see all of these things and they would start thinking in that way if their consciousness would evolve a little bit away from that scarcity i me first there's no there's no nothing other than the things that i see i don't care what the planet looks like for future generations sort of thing so all of this really happens uh, when people experience an increased level in their consciousness and that is the paradigm that i would like to to challenge and especially in the business world because that is where you know the money is that and money money means power and money means change and money means a lot of good things so this is the specific set of of people that i feel called to to work with right now to help them or not help them they need to help themselves but like accelerate them a little bit <laughs> Okay, and do you have the impression that the pandemic is maybe a catalyst for this development or do you, I mean, I, I know a lot of people say, yeah, the pandemic, it's going to be over in a year or two and uh, everything will get back to normal. And then there's other people who are saying it's the beginning of a new revolution, of a new, even age of humanity and things like that. Well, 
what, what what's your thoughts about the pandemic yeah. at the moment I, I mean, I definitely think that the pandemic is an acceleration of something that has already started happening a few years ago. Um, so we are now really at a turning point for humanity and for the world. I think the people who say, oh, it's uh, all is going back to normal. I think they view life as a you know very short, uh, short span of years, whereas humanity has been on the planet now for billions of years or the world has been around for, um, for billions of years and, you know, uh, humans for, for, for a good time as well. So only because me uh, being in my 30s cannot see um, what might happen in uh, 200 and 300 years doesn't mean that the change isn't happening right now. So I, I definitely think that the, the pandemic is a bit of an accelerator. There might be a point where people go back a little bit or not move as fast as you know I would like them to move or humanity to move, but there's no going back. We are always in a constant evolution. I don't know why people say this even like it's not it's going back to normal like humanity has been evolving for thousands of years like and now we're in 2020 and we'll go back i don't i don't think so you know we might not move as as quick but we are moving has already started actually uh, i don't know the year but a few years ago this energy has been changing uh, for some time there's people who can talk about this in detail i'm, I'm not the one <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, Daniel Pinchback, who was one of my first guests, uh, he wrote a book on 2012. And he talks about that in 2012 was just the beginning and yeah. and that actually in 2021 will be the next. Uh, I, I cannot remember exactly, but I think he said like, because we had this conversation about, he said, yeah, 2012 was kind of a disappointment for him that not more happened and so on and so forth. And then I asked him if, well, I mean, uh, for the world to change, let's say this whole 2012 hypothesis is true for the whole world to change it won't happen in a day or a year maybe it needs a transition time of, of yeah. more than that and then he said yeah actually there's this and that guy and that other guy talks about that actually that it's true and in 2021 or 22 there will be like the next stage but i'm, I'm not exactly sure about the theory yeah. anymore and i'm sure there's alternative theories either about that so so, um, of course, transition periods take longer than just uh, even in human and like individual lives uh, when it comes to whole of humanity, I guess it takes longer. So. Yeah, totally. You know, even with the type of work that I do right now and, you know, you're doing it as well. I don't know how you feel about it, but the insights that I keep getting is that I I'm kind of like preparing right now. It's not my time yet. That's what I know. It's very soon. But even like the type of work that that I do is not everyone is ready for it yet. So everything that I do is kind of like building, building up to the point where people where you know, there's a, a big enough mass for that to be adopted. So I know this even for my own work. And it's I still keep going because I know we have the processes initiated, more and more people wake up. Now it's about, you know, reaching the critical mass. And uh, I have no influence about uh, I mean, with my work, I do have influence about it, but I cannot say when that's going to happen. But even I know it, I'm still early on in the journey. Like this work is going to take off. And my prediction is um, I keep getting the number 37. So when I'm 37, so in six years or so, um, that's that's the time frame that I've been getting on for many years already. So I think then there's going to be another big wave. And until then, there will be smaller ones. But that's the timeline. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I'm I'm... I fully agree with you. Uh, development circles take a long time. You also know it from business, you know, mm -hmm. and transformation processes take a long, long time. And sometimes we believe in the middle of it. So now we are done. But then when we look back three years later or five years later or 10 years later, we're like, oh, my God, then I thought uh, I already arrived or whatever it is now. Yeah. So, yeah. It doesn't and, mean that uh, it can't happen now. Right. But there will be another very big push in a, in a few years. 
but it takes time i mean and especially yeah. when it comes to all of humanity um you know some something that affects all of humanity won't happen in a few months you know so yeah it's uh it's it's you know i don't know like quantum leaps how they work exactly and and uh, the from from uh in evolution yeah i think when we look at development cycles in general and transformational cycles in general it just takes time huh? i think That's so too yeah yeah and you know as you said like most change is happening also gradually um so you know you're changing right now in this very moment like by listening to this conversation you know this is initiating a transformation process in someone's um mind right now so people always think oh, i'm not changing blah blah blah. well you know you're listening to this and then afterwards you might look up the new paradigm or you might look up altered states of consciousness you know and uh, yes you are developing every single second um and then and then at one point it clicks and then and then it's visible but doesn't mean that we're not changing all the time. Just humans are weird. They just want to hold on to like what they know. <laughs> I have the same yeah. sometimes. So finally, I, I'm really interested uh, when you zoom yourself into 100 years from now and uh, when your children or grandchildren will talk, think and talk about you, what is it that you want to be remembered for? Or what do you think people will remember you for? I hope that people will remember me for as somebody who has tried to live as authentic, authentically and honest as, as I possibly can in what, whatever form that will, that will look like. And, uh, that people recognize the effort that I'm putting into like my intentions and helping, helping to advance humanity in my own little way, even if it's just one little person that was positively impacted by my world. So I just hope that people, yeah, that's, that's what I would like people me to recognize for, for my authentic self. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for your time and this conversation. Thank you too. So hope to see you back again and I wish you a great day. Thank you. Thanks for staying tuned for this edition of Challenging Paradigm X. If you like this episode with Kat Kugler, feel free to share it with your community so Kat's message gets spread even further. In the show notes, you will find the links to her work. Please hit subscribe and rate my podcast if you liked it. I'd also be glad if you write me a review. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to contact me. Next week, we're up with another edition of Changing Paradigm X. Until then, I wish you a great week.